You're listening to a message that was recorded live at Roots Community Church in Costa Mesa, California. Roots exists to celebrate the glory of God through lives transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. For more information about our community, visit us at rootschurch.net. Well, church, if you will remain standing, if you're able, for the reading of God's word, we'll be reading from uh, Romans, not Matthew, Romans chapter 6. This will also be up on the screen as well. Romans 6, beginning in verse 3. The Apostle Paul writes this. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Beloved, this is God's holy word to us. You may be seated. Well, there is much to celebrate today as we gather here on this first day of the week, on this Lord's Day gathering, we get to celebrate new life in the church, new life in Christ, obedience to Christ. And we get to welcome in new members into the household of God. And the way that we get to do this today is we get to, as a church body, we get to baptize followers of Christ and affirm brothers and sisters into formal membership here at Roots Community Church. And every time we get to do this, I get so excited with the weeks leading up to it as we pull out the baptism tank. No, it's not a feeding trough, it's a baptism tank. And as we're patching up leaks and holes, thank you, Dylan, for that. As you fill the tank up with water, as we're sending messages out and notes to prospective members who are about to be baptized and those who are about to commit to fellowship and covenant here at Roots Community Church, it's really exciting. The tank is filled up. We're ready to go. There's going to be new names added to the membership list. But we have to ask this question. As we're doing all of this today, we have to ask the question, is the heart and substance of what we are doing today found in a tank and in a roster? Is water and a membership roster what this is all about? And it certainly isn't less than these things, but there is so much more that is happening as we are witnessing baptism and membership in the local church. And as we look to the scriptures, we will see into whom and into what the follower of Christ is being immersed into. Really, the heart and substance of what we are seeing here as we look to the scriptures is into whom and into what the follower of Christ is being immersed into in baptism and in membership. First, baptized into Christ. As we look at Romans 6, you'll notice in verse 3 
the Apostle Paul uses the language baptized into Christ. And for the church at Rome, the believers there certainly would have thought back. This would have hearkened them back to their own water baptisms as they heard Paul's language baptized into Christ Jesus. To be baptized into Christ and to be baptized by immersion into water would go hand in hand. These realities go hand in hand because the new covenant sign of baptism by immersion into water is a sign pointer to the substance of being fully immersed into Christ. And yet, we also need to ask the question, what exactly does Paul mean when he says baptized into Christ? Well, we don't have to go too far to answer that question because Paul here, he doesn't assume the answer, but instead he defines what it means to be baptized into Christ Jesus as he grounds it in the foundation of Christ's own death, burial, and resurrection. He says in verse 3, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Baptized into his death. And Paul doesn't stop with death. He continues. Look at verse 4. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And so we see here what is foundational and intrinsic to baptism what is, what is foundational, what is at the core of what it means to be baptized is this affirmation and confession and commitment to Christ who died, was buried, and was raised to newness of life. To be baptized into Christ is to agree that Jesus' death on the cross is the only adequate means of payment for sin, though he knew no sin. To be baptized into Christ is to agree and affirm that his burial in the grave was absolutely necessary to confronting sin and death. And to be baptized into Christ is to wholeheartedly commit to the one who didn't sidestep death, but instead he confronts it head on in the resurrection. Followers of Christ who get baptized into Christ are saying, yes, I'm with Jesus. I'm with this one who died, was buried, and was raised. And the beautiful thing about baptism is that it's not only this affirmation of what Christ did, it's not only a confession of what Christ did to save us from our sins, it's also a beautiful portrait of what Jesus did. In baptism, we see that it's a visual depiction of what Jesus did to save us. Verse four, we were buried therefore. We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death. And I cannot think of any better way to depict and to portray Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection than by this ordinance of baptism. This is the absolute genius of God the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament judgment and wrath, was often associated and depicted with water. 
which, we, which is why we see in the days of Noah, besides Noah and, and the ark and all the animals in the ark, everything, all the inhabitants of the world were flooded with the fury of God's wrath through water. This is his judgment upon sin. It was the walls of water which came crashing down like a gavel upon the Egyptians as God delivers his people from the land of Egypt, from the land of slavery to the promised land. And here in Romans chapter 6, what Paul is saying when he writes that you have been buried with him by baptism into death is that baptism is a picture of both judgment and salvation. Judgment and life. Denise, Matt, and Dad, when you go into the waters, what you are saying is that you're telling this story of how Jesus saved you. You're painting a picture of how Jesus saved you. That he was the one thrown into the floodwaters of God's wrath. The only one who didn't deserve it. When you go down in the waters, that's what you're communicating. And praise be to God, you come back up. When you come up out of the waters, what you are saying, what you are portraying, is that Jesus wasn't ultimately swallowed up by death, but that death has been swallowed up by victory. Therefore, baptism preaches. Baptism is a sermon. This is a sermon. There's two sermons today. Baptism is a sermon preaching and declaring what God has done in Christ. And yet, baptism not only conveys the objective reality that 2,000 years ago in time and space that Christ died, was buried, and was raised. It not only communicates this objective reality grounded in history, but it also conveys the subjective nature of the very fact that we get to participate in Christ's own death and resurrection. If you look at verses 3 and 4 and 5 and the rest of Romans and all of the New Testament, you'll see this everywhere. With him, in him. We were baptized into Christ Jesus, baptized into his death, buried therefore with him, united with him in a, in a death like his, united with him in a resurrection like his. In other words, baptism isn't just something that happened out there 2,000 years ago, but it comes close to home. It dwells right here for the believer. And that's the key, really. United with Christ, but not by works of the law. United with Christ, not by anything that we do, but by faith. As we cast ourselves upon the one, the one who purchased our salvation for us. He's the only one who can do it. And so we're united with him. In baptism, we see this union with Christ as we come to Christ by faith. 
His death becomes ours. His life and resurrection becomes ours. And resurrection, this is for the future, as Paul says in chapter, in verse 5, we will be united in a resurrection like his. But the whole point of what Paul is saying even here in this passage is you're united with him right now. And so you experience that kind of resurrection life now as the same spirit of, who raised Christ from the dead lives in you now. So Paul is saying, do we sin that grace would abound? Certainly not. You died with Christ. You were crucified with Christ. You will reign with him and be resurrected to new life. And so therefore, don't embrace the sin and old life in which was the, the same life that was crucified and nailed to the cross. Paul is saying your old life in sin and corruption is done away with. And so baptism is a mark of this completely new life in Jesus. And if you've been a follower of Christ for any amount of time, you'll know that this does not mean sinless perfection. It doesn't mean sinless perfection. But what it does mean is that everything has been made new. New life, new affections, new desires, new perspective on everything, new hopes, no turning back. As Israel passed through the waters, and as they passed through and escaped from the land of Egypt, from, from the land of slavery, and as they found themselves on the eastern side of the Red Sea, we too, as followers of Christ, when we move through the waters of baptism, there is no turning back. There's no going back. That old man, that old woman was nailed to the cross with Christ, for we have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer us who live, but Christ who lives in us. And the life that we now live in the flesh, we live by faith. Faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. And so this is what the believer is baptized into. Yes, baptized into water, but by faith, baptized into Christ Jesus himself. And as we see too, the believer is not only baptized into Christ, but they're also baptized into his body. Turn with me now to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This passage will be on the screen. We spent the majority of our time in Romans seeing the significance of baptism and yet here in 1 Corinthians 12, we really see the heart and substance behind what it means to be in the church, what it means to be baptized into the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 and 13. Again, the Apostle Paul writes this, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And all were made to drink of one spirit. As you may know, as you may know the church at Corinth was a fractured community. 
This was a community riddled with all sorts of discord and division, and you see it crop up all over the place in this letter as Paul is addressing it. And so here, in this discussion on spiritual gifts, and even in the ways that Corinth is divisive over spiritual gifts, Paul is saying, look, I know you guys are each individual followers of Christ, but walking with Christ is so much more than your little individual life. There are many metaphors in the New Testament for the church. We see in the New Testament that the authors describe the church as the family of God. Right? The church is the temple of God, the building of God. The church is the bride of Christ. All of these metaphors, and yet here in 1 Corinthians 12, we see Paul choose very intentionally this metaphor of the body. And it's a perfect illustration for what he is saying. It's so fitting that he uses the metaphor of the body because what he is saying is that, yeah, you guys are all individual parts and members, but you make up and consist one body. That's the whole point. Many parts, many members, yet one body. Verse 13, for in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. And there is a unifying essence of what it means to be in the church. There's this unifying nature of life in the church because everyone who's been baptized into the body has first been baptized into Christ, the head. To be a head without a body is not life at all, right? To say as a follower of Christ, I'm baptized into Christ, but I'm going to live my life totally separated and divorced from the body of Christ is an oxymoron. This is completely foreign to the New Testament. If you've been baptized into Christ, you've been baptized into his body. And if you've been baptized into his body, you have been made one. You have been united with Christ and with his people. Everyone in the body pulling from the same substance, calling upon the same Lord, drawing from the same source, Christ, our head. And you see, baptism and membership in the in the scriptures, they go hand in hand. Right When Peter preaches the first sermon as the church is being born, Peter, the, the spirit descends upon the, the disciples, upon all the followers of Christ, and Peter preaches this sermon. And the recipients are cut to the heart. And they say, what do we do? What do we do to be saved? And Peter says, Repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, right? And so all those who received the word of God, all those who believed in this gospel, they're baptized and they're added to the church. The Lord adds 3,000 souls. And then what's the very next scene that we see? What's the very next scene right after being baptized into Christ? Acts chapter 2, verse 44. And all who believed were together. And they had all things in common. 
The church was gathering in each other's homes. They were breaking bread. They were fellowshipping. They were feasting on the apostles' doctrine, on Christ Jesus himself. And they were also sharing life with one another. They had all things in common. They were together. They were one. And were they one because they had every single opinion just perfectly match up? Were they of one opinion in every single way? No. Were they one because they were of the same socioeconomic class? No. Were they one because they were all Jew? No. Greek? No. Were they all one because of Christ? Yes. Baptized into Christ. This is the foundation. As all of us, as members in Christ's body, coming from so many diverse backgrounds, different situations, that's the solid foundation that we stand on. We stand on Christ the Lord. And this is why in just a few moments, we have our membership affirmations. We're going to ask you, Roots Community Church, this following question. We're going to ask, church, will you commit to loving these members in Christ, discipling them, graciously holding them accountable? And above all, will you strive to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to them? And the reason we ask this question, and the reason all of us give a hearty yes and amen is because we have been made one in Christ. And I know it doesn't always feel like that with every single individual member, but this is the beauty and joy that we get to fight and strive for unity, not as those who don't have it, but as people who already have been united in Christ together. United by the Spirit of God and the bond of peace. That we get to strive for this kind of unity. That we, that we get to be who we already are in Christ. We're already one body. And so we get to affirm and say yes to what God has done. That's why we call this membership affirmations and not membership creations. We don't create members. We affirm the very work of God and what God has done in uniting us together by faith. And so what this means to be baptized into the body is not merely a membership roster where there's names, but instead names written on our hearts as we do life with one another, as we weep with those who weep, as we rejoice with those who rejoice. We're one body. And so church, we're baptized into water. We're added to a list. Oh, but we are baptized into Christ Jesus himself. For all who call upon the name of the Lord, anyone who comes to Christ by faith, baptized into Christ our head, and baptized, immersed fully into the body of Christ. Let's pray. God, we can't make this stuff up. This is too glorious. This is too wonderful. This is astounding. God, what you have done to provide life, to provide salvation, that the very thing that was required, you provided. Christ himself being crucified, buried, 
and raised from the dead so that we, your people, would be also crucified with Christ. Dead to our old life, hoping and waiting and longing for the resurrection as we now walk in the newness of life. And as we get to walk in the newness of life, God, thank you for the body. Thank you that we get to do it not alone, but together as one people. Lord, I pray that you would be glorified as we now get to see and hear and witness and be a part of this next sermon. Baptism, which preaches, and membership, which is so significant. Thank you. We pray this all in the name of Christ. Amen.